Welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel, where we've been talking to industry professionals within the travel space, hearing all about what they're doing, what they've done in the past year, and more so, and I am always excited about this, what's happening moving forward. And today is a really interesting guest. I, I've actually heard about his company for some time, but I'm excited to get to do a little bit of a deeper dive into everything that they, um, what they're doing and how it's going to influence in a very positive way and continue to influence the ta travel industry moving forward. So uh, I want to welcome today's guest. We've got Herman Elger, who is the Executive Vice President of Travel, Entertainment and Health Security at ShareCare, which is a digital health company that helps people manage all of their health in one place. So with that being said, Herman, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah. It's a great pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, it's lovely. So I'm I personally am really excited to talk to you uh, about ShareCare because I've been seeing it a lot in the news, uh, uh, certainly in regards to different destinations, one of them very near and dear to my heart, Los Angeles, which we'll dive into more later. Um, but before we go into that, I'd love to bring our listeners up to speed in case they might not um, be aware of, of ShareCare or certainly even your background. So why don't we go ahead and start off with you. Could you share a little bit of your background with everyone? Sure. Uh, well, I'm. Uh relatively new with ShareCare. I joined in October of last year. Uh, prior to that, I had a, a, a really a, a very enjoyable career in the hotel industry um, with a variety of luxury hotels around the world and different companies, uh, whether it be the St. Regis in New York, the Baccarat in New York, Montage in uh, Beverly Hills. Uh, it took me to about a dozen countries and uh, really had a great time uh, in that industry. But uh, when the pandemic rolled around and uh, ShareCare's founder, Jeff Arnold, who uh, also happens to own the Forbes Travel Guide, he said, you know, the way we uh, are able to tell the world that hotels are five star, uh, we need to find a way to tell the world that hotels are safe to visit. And we need to use the technical experience of ShareCare and the uh, expertise of Forbes Travel Guide, the leaders in inspections and ratings. Let's bring all that together and see if we can't help do our part to help the world get traveling again. I didn't realize that that was the association, but I, I totally get it. And then that makes so much sense. And by the way, hearing a little bit about your background and your resume, I think that we might have a couple of friends in common, but we will definitely talk about that at another point. Um, definitely as a, as a former hotelier, I'm very familiar with a lot of the places that you mentioned. Um, and it, but that also really brings a, a really valid point, your background um, to to what you're doing um, and certainly what ShareCare is doing. So, I mean, you, you were kind of touching a little bit on what ShareCare and in, in its like relationship to Trab's For, Tra, Forbes Travel Guide, but um, what, can we talk a little bit more, a little bit more about ShareCare as far as like a company as a whole, because it's, we're talking about, I guess it like, it helps people manage all their health in one space. What, or what does that mean? Sure. So. ShareCare works with uh, providers or with employers and gives solutions so that the employees can, uh, or the patients can be the best they can be. And instead of having to go to a world of apps or solutions, you can have ShareCare as your health uh, partner on this health journey and have all the different solutions and all the different options for managing your health all in one place, which would be on ShareCare. Uh, working with a lot of companies, a lot of users around the world, 
but really uh, the link here is the connection through Forbes Travel Guide. And if we wanna help people manage their health in one place and be the best they can be, well, it only follows that we wanna also do our part to make sure the places that are going, that mm -hmm. they're visiting are safe and secure from a health perspective and help them to feel comfortable as well uh, going out to these spaces. Yeah, no, and, and I agree. So when we're, one of the things that, and certainly this is how ShareCare got on my radar, is I know that Los Angeles in the beginning of April was like, okay, we are going to make it a goal that the city of Los Angeles is the first U.S. city to be ShareCare verified. Um, and then I had remembered, I was like, oh, I believe Los Cabos was the f one of the first cities internationally. Um, can you talk about that? Like, how, how did that kind of come, to play, come into play and, and what does that look like? Sure. So uh, if we operate under the, the, the assumption that what we like to do is uh, share care, verify hotels and help the traveler become confident with visiting these hotels, mm -hmm. understanding that they've been vetted on a wide range of criteria, ensuring that health security is in place. Uh, for a destination, this is an approach for a destination or a city to say, you know what, all of our hotels have done a lot of work. But right now, the messaging is a little bit fragmented. Everyone has perhaps a slightly different approach or a slightly different branding to their health security. Why don't we get everyone on the same platform so that we can speak to the traveler as a destination and let them know that whatever hotel they might choose in our city, all of them are health secure and have been vetted under the same third party system. So it's a way to build that consistency and that consistent messaging from a marketing perspective just letting uh, the, the, the traveler know that everyone in the city uh, is on the same page from a health security perspective. That's amazing. So when we're talking about it on a city level or a destination level, is there like a percentage of the hotels or how does that work? Well, in this case, we're, we're working with um, uh, Visit Los Angeles. Yeah. And so it'd be the member hotels that fall under that group, which is just about 200 hotels across all brands and categories of hotels that fall under the um, the Los Angeles uh, tour, tourism, tourism Management District. Yeah, so when we're talking about, so that makes sense from a destination standpoint, um, a little bit like more specific for the hotels. I love what you were saying, basically, I mean, it's about having that standardized, um, the standardized system so that you know that it's not like, oh, somebody's got this certification and that certification, and what does that mean, and how do they even like, how do they stack up against each other? Now we're basically, you know, starting, you're having a um, even ground and, and pretty much what Forbes has done, Forbes Travel Guide has done for the travel industry as far as understanding um, what guests can learn to expect from visiting a property. We're seeing this obviously in the health space. So what are an example of some of the requirements um, that you are, are placing on the hotels or properties? So the requirements, uh, what we do is we verify. So we take under the, uh, we operate under the assumption that for the past year plus, hotels and hotel companies have been doing a ton of work mm -hmm. in becoming health secure, whether they use their own proprietary standards or maybe use another company's standards or another company's certification. Um, so if we know that work has been done, we don't come in and teach you how to clean or provide cleaning solutions. What we do is we come in and we ask all the right questions. And we have those questions defined under different verticals. So we can ask questions that really go in depth about the back of the house and the mechanical or about mm -hmm. signage, social distancing, even administration, how you communicate with your employees. And so we like to say that before visiting a hotel, you might think to ask the hotel, 
10 or 20 questions about their health security protocols just so that you feel confident. But if you see that they are ShareCare verified, you can be sure that the hotel has been asked 140 questions or up to 300 questions, depending oh, on wow. the size of the hotel. So again, I, I see the, you know, the, the name of your podcast, uh, Say Yes to Travel. And yeah. part of our mission is to get clients from should I travel to where should I travel? So we're trying to get them to say yes to travel as well, just trying to shorten the booking cycle and get them out of the research phase and more into uh, well, the where should I travel phase. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. And obviously, like as a, as a former hotelier myself, I mean, it's very much that was always part of that messaging is to make sure that travelers feel comfortable. And, and we, you know, we know that hotels, and you said this, that hotels have really done, done their part, but now this is kind of putting it under um, a, a system that people can, can know it's been vetted, and as you said, verified as well too. So there's that confidence with it. Um, so let's look at the kind of this, you know, cleaning health and safety space, I guess, like on a bigger scale. Um, I mean, the more immediate answer to this would, be, well, my question is, how do you see like the clean health and safety impacting travel recovery? Um, and obviously the more immediate is like, obviously it's, it's getting that consumer confidence, but maybe like on the long, on the bigger scale. So what are you seeing like down the line for travel recovery as far as one, two, five years from now? Sure. I, I, I think the travel recovery is not going to become immediate, although you do hear about hotels that are, you know, uh, uh, experiencing very high demand. Sold out, yes. <laughs> sold out. And that's certainly the case. Uh, what we're seeing is that travel is recovering most quickly in the leisure travel segment, mm -hmm. uh, individual travelers, travelers looking to get back. Um, but, you know, travel is made up of an entire industry and there are many segments. So yeah. you have everything from the leisure travel to corporate travel and group travel. And then the question that also needs to be looked at is, is where is the traveler on the willingness to travel spectrum, so to speak? There are sure. those who never stop traveling and those, there are those who are not gonna be comfortable for, with it for some time. Uh, you also have different decision makers within the travel booking process. You have employers, or you have meeting planners, or you have attendees. Um, and then within the individual traveler, you have people who influence their traveling decision. It could mm -hmm. be a spouse or a partner or a family member or yeah. a boss. So when you start to slice and dice it that way, it's not really clear cut as far as exactly how quickly it's gonna become. But what we do know is there are a lot of people who need to be convinced. And there are different points along their journey of being convinced to travel mm -hmm. again. So we have a way to go. What I do caution many to do is not to see this as um, uh, a temporary condition as far as the importance of health security. Uh, unfortunately, the travel industry, as you know, faces different health security threats at different points uh, mm -hmm. along the way. And it uh, right now, unfortunately, is, is COVID. But in the past, we've dealt with the Zika virus or we've yeah. dealt with uh, uh, H1N1 or swine flu. And these tend to impact hotels and destinations regionally. But uh, we would be well served to take all the hard work that's been done and not just kind of put it away in the closet, but yeah. uh, stay on top of it. Um, because it's not one of those situations of if you need it, it's when you need it. And you yeah. certainly don't want to be caught with your guard down. And if the damage done to the industry uh, this go around is any indication, uh, we can be much more prepared moving forward. And mm -hmm. um, uh, I believe there are a lot of great lessons to be learned. So. I believe these approaches are here with us to stay. 
Yeah. Uh, we just need to be uh, realistic about how we manage them moving forward. Yeah, no, I agree. Which is actually, as you were saying, this was kind of getting me thinking about the, the term that has been thrown out there as, um, and I don't see it as a negative term, but hygiene theater. You know what I mean? That notion of like, because before, if we think about it, especially with you know the properties that we've certainly looked at or worked at, um, everything was done like, you know, while guests weren't watching you know it's like things were cleaned when they weren't watching they would do that all, all of that while you're out of your room etc but now it's it's different in the sense that um you know it's uh hotels and properties are okay maybe not necessarily the cleaning process but they're okay letting people see that um they're doing their part and making sure so what are your thoughts on uh, the notion of this hygiene theater sure yeah, I, I, there certainly is something there. Uh, in hotels, uh, cleanliness was uh, something that was an expectation, something yeah. that you knew was in place. I don't believe it's a bad thing to um, let the customer see that it's happening. Uh, the cleanliness theater, though, needs to be delivered with sincerity. Uh, so if you are actually Agreed. doing it, it has to be for the right reasons. And it's okay letting a client know that a, a property is clean or that you're cleaning it or that you're staying on top of that. I believe it adds to the value proposition, mm -hmm. but um, you need to be authentic in the way that you execute it. So um, I think it'll be with us for a while to stay. And the fact that cleanliness is now elevated as an expectation, yeah. um, it's, it's something that's going to be very visible. I in, which actually reminds me of this uh, statement that I remember seeing at some point. Um, uh, that has been thrown around, but uh, you know, clean is the new luxury, as they say. You know, which is on one hand, you're like, no, it should have always. It's always been an expectation, but there is this idea, and as you were saying, value proposition. Um, is there a sort of correlation that you have been seeing as far as like maybe the more luxurious, um, or you know, the higher standards that a, a property might have already, and those those standards, those cleaning standards. You know, I know that's a like, tricky question. <laughs> yeah, a, a well, you, you know, you believe that that, that cleanliness uh, was something that was uh, always there. As I said, it was an expectation. And especially yeah. when you're dealing with hotels at the five-star level, immaculate cleanliness is an absolutely not even up for negotiable. Negotiation. Not negotiable at all. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think what we're seeing this is you're getting some insight into how that cleaning takes takes place. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing it brought to the forefront as far as just uh, sort of proving that the cleaning is taking place. Yeah, no, definitely. So um, just before we wrap up here, I mean, I know we touched on this briefly as, as far as, um, you know, just talking about like con that consumer confidence, but just in general, sort of the um, predictions as far as like the future of travel, like what, what are we, what are you thinking? Like, and um, it doesn't necessarily have to be under the health and safety, but just as far as how is that, whether it's the road to recovery, how is that, what are you kind of seeing, whether it's business travel, leisure, leisure travel, what do you, maybe what are travelers looking for more of or less of? Any thoughts on that? Um, I believe uh, that in the short term, travel is going to be definitely more meaningful um, when you go back to something that you had to do without. Um, mm -hmm. I believe as well that uh, work habits have changed and people work in different ways and have found benefits in working in different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be interesting to see how much that human connection still plays a role 
in yeah. the efficiency of the cadence of the way business is being executed right now. I don't believe it will go away entirely. In fact, I was able to meet some people yesterday mm -hmm. uh, for the first time who had only seen on Zoom or on Teams <laughs> twice a week for the last six months. Yeah. And I have to say that uh, I, I really studied it with uh, quite a bit of attention as far as how was that going to go. Yeah. Um, it made the interaction very meaningful. I believe we jumped right to a position of familiarity because we had known each other in this other medium before. Mm -hmm. But it left me with the realization that uh, travel is uh, going to be immensely important and that human connection is going to be an important part of everything we do. Uh, so it may take a little while to get there, but I, I think we'll all be together very soon. Definitely, and I couldn't agree with you more because the, I mean the same, same, same for myself. I mean I'm seeing this as you know getting back out there. That yes, you can have these virtual connections, but it's not quite the same as that in person and that human touch, that human element, which by the way goes and ties in so much as a part of hospitality. And what you know, so many of these properties are known for is that special, that human touch, the experience. So um, that's definitely not going away, and people will certainly be seeking it in in all the different ways that they feel comfortable. Uh, so uh, to to um, kind of just like wrap it up here, um, obviously, you know, the the pandemic has been you know challenging for many many industries, um, and certainly the travel and hospitality space. But um, it's also allowed for new projects and developments to happen, a bit on kind of like what we've touched on here, but what exciting new features and programs um, is ShareCare working on that for those that are listening that they can stay tuned for? You know, ShareCare has spent uh, a long time, as I said, helping people to manage their health in one place and to be mm -hmm. the best that they can be. We really, really believe that um, in order to truly be the best you can be, travel plays a big component in that. Mm -hmm. And if we can find ways to help travel play a bigger part in your health journey, uh, knowing that travel can connect you emotionally, travel can open up your mind, travel can allow you to relax, detach, uh, serve so many purposes on so many different levels. Uh, we'd like to see that becoming a bigger part of your commitment to your health. And so I don't have any specific uh, you know, product offerings that I can uh, mention or point to at this time, but it's really along those lines. And uh, doing without travel for some time, I think we realize how meaningful, important it is. And it really does play a part, I believe, in helping us to be the best that we can be. Yes, well, I, I have to say, I'm personally looking forward to seeing more cities follow in, uh, in line with, you know, Los Angeles, Los Cabos as well. Um, to become, you know, ShareCare Health verified uh, destinations. Because again, it's all about getting people more comfortable about getting back out there. So, um, so I love that. Um, for those that have been tuning in, if they want to find out more information about ShareCare um, and or connect with you, where can they go? Well, I would, I would recommend the best place to go right now is go to ForbesTravelGuide.com. And what you're able to do there is see all of the verified hotels and you're able to sort by city or by brand and really get an idea of how many hotels in uh, almost 75 countries have taken this approach to building confidence with their clients. Uh, in addition to that, we're working with restaurants through the innovative new restaurant platform called Andiago. And you oh, can man. find information about all of these on, share, on uh, ForbesTravelGuide.com. 
That's great. That's great. Well, that's good to know also about restaurants as well because that is part of the whole experience as well. So uh, really, really great. Well, we'll be sure to share all, um, you know, all the sites and information in the show notes for everybody that's tuning in. But uh, Herman, I want to thank you so, so much for joining us today. This was great to find out what you all are working on. And um, again, just very much in line with the theme of this as far as saying yes to travel, getting, getting people more comfortable and confident to get back out there from the consumer perspective, but then also uh, those of us that are working within the travel and hospitality space, feeling more confident that, um, you know, that the business will be coming back and continues, um, will continue growing at a, at a solid pace. So thank you again for joining me today and um, looking forward to staying in touch. And for everyone that uh, was listening, uh, hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know we, we covered a lot of interesting topics, so this is actually probably a useful one to listen to on repeat. Uh, so definitely uh, hear it again uh, for, the, for another time. But um, as always, thank you guys for tuning in and always continue to say yes to travel.